AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by NCIS, the crop insurance industry. With increasing commodity prices, higher price volatility, and rising input costs, America's farmers and ranchers are relying on crop insurance more now than ever before to provide individualized protection and to secure operating loans. Protecting 295 million acres of farmland and more than 120 commodities across the U.S., crop insurance is the primary safety net for many farmers, enabling them to supply our country with food and fiber year after year. Crop insurance, providing peace of mind now and for the next generation of agriculture. Jane Small, welcome to AgriPulse Open Mic. Thank you. I greatly respect the craft of filmmaking, and uh, agriculture has been a topic of documentaries and movies in the past, uh, but the farmer was portrayed in a lot different way in those times. It was either the depression and the desperation of the Dust Bowl, or the struggles of the 1980s when farmers lost their land, or there was a PBS documentary called The Farmer's Wife in the 1990s that was about five years of human misery uh, boiled down into nine hours of conflict on air. I wonder if that stereotype of the struggling farmer was in your mind as you entered into the production of farmland. Yeah, some of those stereotypes were in my mind, of course, because we can't get away from them as Americans. We're exposed to them. We we, we grow up with them, especially people like myself growing up in a city. Uh, sometimes that's all we have is stereotypes of, of people in agriculture. Um, and I'm sure that goes both ways. But when I approached the making of the film, it, I put all of that aside. For, for me, it was really about wanting to just be essentially a fly on the wall in the lives of these farmers and to see what farming and farmers are really like without any bias, without it, my bringing any historical bias um, or anything, any bias from uh, politics or agenda or anything like that. Is that why you decided not to have any narration at all in the film? That's a great question, and yes, uh, that is exactly why. I wanted the farmers to be able to speak for themselves and tell the stories themselves, rather than me writing it and putting in my perspective and my slant. Trying to be uh, have it just be as authentic as possible to try to relate to the audience the experience I had as a filmmaker going in and meeting these farmers and ranchers for the first time. Well, let me ask you, James Small, why you decided to do this. I mean, you have Grammy and Emmy Awards in your background and most interesting alliances you've had through the years. What caused you to take on a film like this? It's funny you should mention it. Mention those as if I should retire now that I have my Emmys and my Oscars. And my There's <laughs> never you know, enough. I, I, uh, I'm still a, a very curious person, and I like to meet new people and go into new cultures. And every film I've made has been delving into something that I knew very little or nothing about initially. And it was that way with this film. I, I, I don't come from an agriculture background or a farming background, and I, I did months of research before delving into this. And I learned a lot. And the more I learned, the more I realized I didn't know, um, as is the case so often with things like this. But uh, I, I wanted to do this because uh, I've been 
I've been eating. I've been shopping for food my whole life, you know, and that, that's really what it boils down to. I've been in, in supermarkets and wondered where's this, where's this produce coming from? You know, who are the people who are growing our food? And that was it. It was that curiosity that gave me an interest in wanting to do a documentary about farmers. The U.S. Farmers and Ranchers Alliance funded this, and it was a major project for them. In your agreement, did you have full editorial control? I did, yes. In saying that, then, let's move on. Let me ask you, after you had done this production and after going to each of these six different locations, um, what is your personal perspective now on farmers and ranchers across this country? Well, I'm certainly hope that that people will 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 see the movie and uh, come away from it with their own conclusions and ideas and perspectives. But I can certainly say that now, personally, I feel that I know a farmer. I, I know many of them, actually. Uh, but that's not something I could have said before. I had never even stepped foot on a farm. I know it sounds crazy, and now knowing what I know now, it seems ridiculous that I would grow up in this country and and never have been on a farm that seems crazy but uh it's true and now i can say that i I know farmers was there a temptation to show the riskiness of their business by showing a a tornado or a blizzard or a hailstorm or something of that and working it in because those weren't in the film as i recall the only thing was looking in the ground and seeing that the crop wasn't coming up well, if I had done that, I certainly wouldn't be true to just documenting what I was experiencing. You know, that would be sort of bringing a, histi- a history of, you know, um, my knowledge of or what I hear about or what I think about or what I've seen in other movies, you know, about tornadoes and things that can happen. There was a mention of tornadoes. They do talk about weather and, and how it affects farming. Uh, and it's one of the things that makes it very unpredictable and very risky. So it, it is talked about in the film, but that's not something that happened when I was on the farms. And the film really simply portrays what actually happened when I was there. What was the most difficult aspect then of uh, getting this uh, accomplished, the actual seizing of the images and the mood? Well, the seizing of the images, the, the shooting was was logistically complicated because I was profiling six farmers in all different parts of the country. So it involved a lot of traveling. And then they aren't all living near airports. So, uh, you know, that logistically it was a bit difficult. And then, of course, in editing the film, there's uh, a responsibility that I take very seriously to to represent the farmers the way they represented themselves to me. And, 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 you know, because in documentary, it's all too easy to to sway things or to manipulate someone's words if, you know, if you were so inclined. And it's really important for me to to make sure that once the, the farmer, the person in the film, this goes for all my films, once they see the film, that they, they also feel, yeah, that's me. And that does represent my opinion. In fact, I show every film I've ever made, I show it to the subjects before I release it just to make sure that, if there's anything in there at all that I just got wrong, um, that, that they will let me know. And uh, so far, I've had a pretty good track record of the of the uh, subjects approving of what they see. 
One of the six people who was in there, the young woman that is uh, the grower of vegetables, was not there for the premiere. Do I need to read anything into that? I, you're talking about Margaret. She is phenomenal. I love Margaret and have uh, kept in touch with her and been uh, speaking to her since the uh, the release of the film. And um, I know all of the farmers were disappointed that that she wasn't there last night uh, because everyone was looking forward to meeting them, and I know she was looking forward to meeting them as well because she speaks very, very highly of, uh, of of each of the farmers. You know, that was one of the interesting things about uh, the farmers in general, that no matter what their philosophies are on farming, they all have a mutual respect for each other. And that, that was one of the things that really struck me because what I did was we, I, had, I invited each one of them individually by themselves to come sit in the editing room with me and Tim, the editor, to watch the film when it was finished, as I said earlier, to give them an opportunity to give any feedback. Mm-hmm. And it was great to hear them all uh, talking about the other farmers and, 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 and the mutual respect and admiration. And uh, so that was just one of, the, one of the big takeaways for me was, you know, that Margaret, who's someone who's a community-supported agriculture, a small you know, CSA farmer, as opposed to you know, some of the other larger farmers and big farms, and they have such mutual respect. So, uh, Could I ask you, though, why she didn't come? Was it logistics, or she just didn't have the uh, desire to be there? Um, she, dis- she did not decide she did not want to participate in the publicity and the marketing of the film. Okay. Well, let's speak of that as we turn now after the premiere, to this going out to the non-farm audiences that will see it. What do you think the draw will be for non-farmers to come to this documentary? I hope that word of mouth will get people who are not... Uh, see, I, I, I do think that farmers will have an interest in seeing it, or people in the agriculture world will have an interest in seeing it, but I do hope that word of mouth will will get other people to come and see it as well. James Ball, could I have you finish up with what you want your audiences to think or feel or believe as they view farmland? I'd like people to come away from watching the film feeling that they've met a farmer and that they know a farmer personally. Not just the farmer, but what they do, how they do it, who their family is, their personal life. All all of that was was very important to me. for my own experience firsthand in filming the movie. And now uh, I'm hoping that that's, that's what comes across in the film for viewers. I'm just curious, as you sat down at a dinner conversation with people now and they bring up something about their food or anything of that nature, do you then chime in with a new point of view? No, I don't, I, I don't push my thoughts or my agenda on people, and, 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 and so many people, especially when it comes to their opinions in agriculture, the hot-button topics that we, we are hearing about a lot these days, I, I, I find so often that people don't want to hear another perspective. Their mind is made up. Um, and in some cases, they may be right, they may be wrong. In some cases, we don't have all the answers. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who, who, whose opinion, whose thought is... Uh, my main, my mind is made up. Don't confuse me with the facts, you know. So uh, I, I don't do that. No. Well, good luck on the uh, rollout, the premiere of this at theaters across the country, and uh, thank you for speaking so frankly about it. 
And I think also uh, thank you for the respect you showed to those farmers that you worked with during the filming of Farmland. Well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. We appreciate you being our guest on AgriPulse Open Mic. All right. AgriPulse Open Mic has been brought to you by the crop insurance industry, providing peace of mind now and for the next generation of agriculture. I'm Ken Root.